what is up everybody we are back again i'm sorry i'm just a little <laughs> a little goofy today but what's up y'all it is us we are back it is tea time with robin and guess who i have robin what's up robin how you doing go saber oh i know but we're but we're happy with progress yes. and and we love our team so it's crazy thing i was gonna wear this hat today and I was like, yeah, thing, you right. know, do the tip of the hat and uh, let's see. Wyoming. Oh, wow. Love it. Love all that. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to start here, but um, <laughs> listen, the Sabres has a bright future. Ooh. That team, those young men, they're fast. I love them. And young. I love everything about this team. What is they, name? Devin? Um, Devin Levi. He's magic. He He's magic. has the it that Josh Allen has in terms of being able to coalesce a group of players mm -hmm. and get them all on the same page playing for one another. He's amazing. He's he absolutely is. amazing. And He's like what 20, 21 years old. You know, you think he he can legally uh drink anything yet. Um <laughs> but exactly. the last two games, I mean the last game of course they lost, but the one game where the shutout, not the shutout, but the saves that he was having. I was just like, okay, the Buffalo Savers are back. He's the real deal. Yeah. Somebody said this on Twitter and I loved it. I wish I could credit who it was, but they said, Devin Levi is never going to eat a garbage plate. And that just cracked me up because <laughs> what he was saying was he's not going to spend one shift playing in Rochester. He's straight up. Oh, on. that's right. Yeah, he even Ryan Miller played in Rochester for a while. But Devin Levi has walked into the NHL and established himself. Let me ask you a question. So is it possible they can't make the playoffs? I, you know, I haven't looked mathematically whether that's still possible. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know who won or lost games last night, but if they're even if they're out of it completely, this is what I want to see, and I'm I'm sure we're going to see this. They they are going to still play hard if they have two games left, and they know that they're not in the playoffs. They are still going to play hard. Yeah, I, I see I see that in this team. I don't see them just like oh we're not we didn't make it. I mean, that team is young, man. They look good. They do. They look really good. Future's very bright for the Sabres. Yes. This isn't about the Sabres. So. Yes, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> but this is Tea Time with Robin, and it's episode 19. We are moving. We are moving. You better watch it because the trains are moving. But that being said, we signed, re-signed Shaq Lawson for a one-year deal, I don't know if the numbers came out, really don't do numbers like that, but we know that it's probably under a, uh, a million and some change because that's where they, they're falling now when it comes to these um, contracts with re-signing some guys. So how do you feel about Shaq being back? Love it. For a lot of reasons. And first of all, it's interesting how Shaq Lawson has stuck around. This is his third contract. And he's played for Miami. He's played for the Jets. He's played for the Texans. But who has he played the best for? Yeah, the Bills. The McDermott Bills. knows how to get the best out of Shaq Lawson and, and always has. Mm -hmm. Shaq is great. He sets the edge. 
very nicely against the run. Yes. So I'm very happy to have that aspect back. The, the other thing that I'm int interested about is the last few games that he played, he had a lot more playing time after Von Miller yes. was injured. And if you watched him play after Von Miller's injury and when he played before Von Miller's injury, you can see a difference in the way he plays. Mm -hmm. And I suspect that comes from being tutored by Von Miller, having Von Miller, because Von Miller is sharing everything he can. Absolutely. And why not? Knowledge into his teammates. That's what he does. And so now we're seeing a Shaq who's older, wife, mm -hmm. listening more maybe. Right. Other people. He definitely respects Von Miller. We all do. And so his game, I think, has matured as a result. I'm expecting that, that Shaq's going to do just fine. But I do have one question for you. Mm -hmm. You know I'm going to do that. <laughs> what do you think will happen if the Bills end up with generally the same defensive line they had last year? Because let's think, face it, we all mm -hmm. know that last year the defensive line underperformed. You think I think you read my mind because I was going to ask you about the boogie bash him and um, AJ Epinesa. <sighs> I, to be quite honest, so boogie is going on year three because he came in with with uh, Russo. No, he came. Was it AJ Epinesa? Oh, oh no, Russo. Russo. He came in with Russo. Yes, because they double dipped in that draft. Yes. Um, boogie, I don't. I don't know because. I don't see – so the last game to me replays every time we have conversations about the Buffalo Bills and that defense didn't show up. And was Jones the major factor why that defense didn't show up? Was he the one player to, to change how they played? Maybe. I would have a problem if we're going – if we're rolling in with this defense – this season, because we will, we won't, I don't care what people say, Vaughn, I hope he's there day game one. I just don't personally see it. So we're going to run out Shaq, uh, Jordan Phillips, AJ, Boogie Basham, Russo. I'm sorry. I just, something has to change. I don't feel comfortable going back another season with this defense. Like I know AJ Epinesa had a quiet season because he had six sacks. But he, what has he done? Like he, this guy, he, he goes from games to where he's flash until you don't even know he's on the team. It's true. So, I mean, we have to do something. True. Do you think that having McDermott as the defensive coordinator instead of Leslie Frazier might make a difference in terms of getting more out of these players? Good question. I... Well, he's defense minded, defensive minded. So, yeah, I, you know, anything's possible. And I like that. I hope that's the case. I said, I don't know. It's just, a, I don't like to put a lot of pressure on a head coach personally because there's already people out there ready to condemn um, Coach McDermott. If he doesn't get this right, he's gone. And I'm just like, oh, okay. You wanted him gone in, in anyway. 
this this season alone is not going to make Sean McDermott be gone from the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. I just think there's a lot on his plate. But if anybody can do it, Sean, McDo- Sean McDermott can do it, being a defensive-minded head coach. The only thing I can add, and I'm always – like you read my mind, <laughs> I can add to what you said is I really want them to draft a one technique defensive tackle this year. Listen, I was just before we came on, I was looking at some DTECs and Robert Cooper, DTEC out of Florida State, 6'2, 335. He played in a scheme of a, a 4-3 scheme, and he's a one-tech. Now, you could probably get him later in the round. I don't know if he's going to be up there round one, round two, round three maybe. Um, but this is the guy I I was kind of looking at, and he's big, man. We well, need those big. We need those big guys. We need like a, 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 a Jordan Phillips when Jordan Phillips was like a young Jordan Phillips, like that dog. Right. We need something right. like that. So Exactly. Yeah. Big, big nose tackle kind of mm-hmm. and a one technique in a four, three, please. Mm-hmm. I've been begging for it for the last three years. It's okay to have these guys come in on one year contracts, but, but we're going to need somebody behind that. And if people think that they're not going to draft on the defensive side, who Ed Oliver is probably his last time playing in a Buffalo bills uniform. That's Then we need to draft a, a right. Number. Of tackle high because the decision needs to be made. Is Ed Oliver a part of the future or isn't he? I just think Ed is just too small, personally. And I know everybody thinks that his small hands, he's small. I, I don't that pick that pick always puzzled me. I'm not gonna lie. It always puzzled me because I just thought he was just too undersized. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe what you know what happened with Star kind of messed up the whole trajectory of what he was supposed to do at Oliver. But then you put somebody else beside him and still. Well, that's why they truly need a, a one technique defensive tackle next to Ed. Mm-hmm. And in, in that sense, a big dude. Yeah. And if you look behind Jordan Phillips, the guys aren't that big. They're not big enough. They're not. You need a Mount Washington, like Ted oh, Washington type. You yes. Know? Somebody like that with Ed Oliver would probably work just fine, but yeah. we don't have that right now. No. We don't have that. So I'm I'm wondering a lot about this defensive line and how they're going to look and whether or not the Bills are going to draft a player for the future in the middle of that defensive line. That's mm-hmm. That's been my concern for a long time. Right. And uh, continuing on the draft, um, the draft is approaching us very, it's not slow anymore. It's two weeks away. Um, (laughs) And we know Bill's Mafia want offensive players, offensive line to help Josh. Please help Josh. We need to protect Josh. We understand all of that. I think we go, we are, are, are just frustrated when it comes to, not helping Josh out and not getting weapons for Josh. We can repeat, rinse and repeat that. Help <laughs> Josh, protect Josh. Um, but I think like we were just saying that we're going to, maybe people are going to be surprised that we're going to 
would you be surprised? I would be surprised if they took a defensive player in the first round. I think the city might burn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I just wouldn't be upset if they took an edge or a, a, or a D tackle at all. You know, Not Bond. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to add that I wouldn't be disappointed at all if they ended up picking a defensive player first. I subscribe for the most part to draft best player available. And that includes whether or not somebody like Robinson, the running back drops down to 27. I've seen lots of debates about do Mm -hmm. do the bills take a running back at 27 if he's there well, if he's the best player available on your draft board, you do. I don't know. I don't like that, that one. Be, yeah, that <laughs> a lot of people crazy. I would, I would sit back and be like, oh, my God. Okay, I'm, I'm here for the ride. What are we doing? Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. just the same thing with, like, the Josh pick. I was there at the facility when they, um, they hosted something down there. Me and my cousin went a draft party down there and um, they picked Josh. And I, of course, I've said it on several podcasts. Just, I wanted Josh Rosen. Um, and when they, and I videotaped it. So every draft I put it out again. So <laughs> yeah. So making me look like, you know, I have all this stuff on my face. So when they said Josh and I was like, okay, all yeah. right. Rosen too, and I, I'm a Josh Allen. You know, I was Josh Allen all the way. Wow, Mayfield would have been the safest pick. Yes, he had more more reps. I did not want Baker Mayfield. Did not. Outside of going the safe route, which I have never been a fan of doing anyway. If you're going to go for it, go all the way. But come on, I follow Josh's career at University of Wyoming. There you go. He was a Wyoming kid. And so everybody, but here's the deal. Everybody that I talked to wrote on me like crazy. Josh Allen, you're just a homer. You should have put some money on that. Homer. They called me a homer, which I fully agree that I am. However, (laughs) I also said, in addition to being a homer, this guy has the best upside potential of any of the quarterbacks in that draft. And And now what they're trying to do. They're trying to hold, they're trying to make a Josh Allen out of everyone now. Exactly. He has that Josh Allen effect. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's quite funny for those of us in Wyoming because he was disparaged terribly during the pre-draft process. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. He said, you know, he can't. He, he should be a tight end. Terrible. He blah, 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 blah. I heard all of it. I didn't believe any of it. Mm-hmm. He did, had the it thing. And if you followed him at the university of Wyoming, it's like Devin Levi and the Sabres. Josh Allen at the university of Wyoming, you could see the magic that he was creating with his teammates on the field. The guy had no offensive line in front of him. We're not talking about uh, Alabama here. We're talking about the university of Wyoming. And so when people criticized him, I kept saying, just give him time. Right. Give him time. He will learn. He's he he will learn. And right. his raw skills, seriously, if you could see the way he threw the ball in Laramie, he could throw the ball 80 yards. Now, admittedly, it's 7,000 feet above sea level, so the ball goes a little further. Right, but right, right. You could see him throw the ball 
it was a rocket. And so you saw the physical talent there. You just didn't know whether he was going to be able to hone it or not. Right. And I will also add that Josh Allen would not be Josh Allen had he not been drafted by the Bills. I agree with that. If he had been drafted by the Jets, he'd be sitting in the same situation as Zach Wilson. Yeah, I don't think I, we I think we all know that maybe the Jets don't know how to develop quarterbacks. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. I mean, you've had I've known. I mean, uh, I know the Jets, you know, well, I think we all know the Jets. We'll just leave that there. <laughs> um, so let's in this episode, let's discuss if the bills move up or what, what did I say? Move up. Uh, if they see a guy that's sitting there, you think they move up or you think they, um, like you said, best available player at the time. What do you, how do you see the bills doing this at 27th pick? 27 is a very interesting pick. It is. Because it's late, obviously, and you're happy because your team was good last year and that's why you don't pick early. But there's so many things that can go on in the first 26 picks. It's almost impossible to say, oh, this is the guy that's going to fall to them. Right. Because there's also the trade-ups from other teams that can happen and all of these different permutations. So I can't even wrap my brain around thinking, yeah. you know, who are they going to have at 27? Would they move up if they had the right player fall down the draft board mm -hmm. and they were close to that? I almost could see them doing it. Now, I know the argument is, well, they only have six picks blah, 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 blah. But let's remember how many of them are going to make the team. Right. So how much are you sacrificing if you give away your sixth round pick to move up two spots to nail somebody that would help the bills immediately? Because the bills, me, but that's the difference right there is the player that they want. Yeah. Would move up. That player would have to be able to produce this immediate. Year. Yeah. And that's what I said. Is there anyone in this, that will make a big difference in playing now that can be plugged in and play on this team right now. They're, they're early. The first round has a lot of talent in different positions. Yeah. But you also have to think about, and you know, Brandon Bean does this. He's very value oriented in, in a draft. I don't, I, I don't think he likes to reach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even be perceived as reaching for a player. So I don't think that's in their nature to necessarily move up. But let's remember they moved up to get Josh Allen. They moved up to get Tremaine Edmonds. So it's not like they don't do it. Right. Whether or not they do it this year, I'm completely mystified because I have no idea how this draft is going to go. Some drafts you get a feeling like mm -hmm. oh, and players are blah, 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 blah. Not this year. For me, I'm confused about who goes in the first round and in what order. And I, I think I'm also confused because I think we need a lot of player, like not a lot of starters, right? We need a lot of um, backups because some of our starters are going to, they're not going to be, let's just face it. Mm. Boyer's going to be gone. Hine may be on uh, um, uh, Jordan, Jordan Poirier. Um, Jordan, no, Micah Hyde may be gone. 
Um, and how long do you think um, Snow, Deion Dawkins has? You know, so you're going to have to start finding these replacements, you know? So, I mean, this draft is going to, like last year's draft, we didn't need a lot. Um, this year, I just, I, I'm like you, I don't, I don't know. The wide receiver draft, to me, they all are the same. There's like maybe one sticks out, but in all actuality, they're all the same. I've read that in, in various places as well. That supports what you're saying in terms of this draft being plentiful in wide receivers, but that there isn't one elite guy yeah. or an elite level of of wide receivers. So I would be, unless somebody really fell down the draft board, I'd, I'd be concerned about drafting wide receiver. It, again, it goes back to what Bean would consider value mm -hmm. at a position. And you know who they value the most. And that's defensive linemen because history dictates that's what they love to, dra to draft in the earlier rounds because yeah. they feel for whatever reason and I'm sure they have very good reasons for why they 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 put that position those positions on the defensive line so highly pretty high up mm -hmm. in terms mm -hmm. of in terms of value. So oh. there's it's anybody's guess. It is. It's definitely is. I, I know they had um, visits with uh, Flowers, uh, Addison, and I think they had a safety visit as as well as Brandon. Um, uh, bleach branch. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, a guy that I like also is the right tackle. Um, right. Darnell, Darnell, right. 333 pounds, six, five. What in the heck? Yes, baby. <laughs> Hog mollies, please bring them. Bring them, bring Come them. Come on. Step we on. need that. I would not be offended at all if that was if that was the draft pick. But I have to say I'm truly biased about offensive linemen and defensive linemen. I I will obsess about line players. It's like the skill players, to me, it's easy to see. Yeah. You know, it's easy to see who's going to make it, who's going to be good, who isn't. Give me a lineman. I, I like that. Know, I want to know which linemen are the ones that are going to be drafted and what are their value at their draft position. It's kind of like, do not ever say these two words in Brandon Bean's presence. Don't What's say that? them. Wyatt Teller. Not even, don't even say that Bill's Mafia. Like who, but Robert, who knew that Ryan, who knew that he was going to be that? That's a problem. No, I, I, to be quite honest, what I do when they draft the guys, I go back, I watch tape. I, I, I look at, you know, all this, you know, film, whatever. And then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to lie. Teller was one of the guys I was hoping what made the team, but it was just a numbers thing. It was nothing that he did. It was just that it was a numbers thing. And I don't even know, looking back on it, if it was keeping someone, I don't know if it was a safety or a special teamer. Um, but yeah, that one sucks and, and it hurts because he's a baller now. 
It takes these guys, they say, three years to develop. And then we drafted Jack Anderson, and he got swiped off our practice squad by yes. the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. So that's another thing in terms of later round picks. Where do you stash them? I, right. You can't. You it's can't. A, it's, a, it's a numbers game. It's and definitely. And that sucks. There's always going to be players that got away, but he's the one that kind of just makes my heart go. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Makes the, yeah. Bowl every year I'm like. I know what you have could have been in Buffalo for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, what it could have should. I mean, you know, but still. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's talk about our top uh, draft class since Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean took over like seven years of our draft class. Um, you can take the lead. Go ahead. Well, I was going down the list of all of the drafts that we have had, and I guess I will preface this by saying two things. Number one, every draft, you're lucky. Brandon Bean said this, and I believe him. You're really lucky if you hit on half of your picks. Yep. Because it's a it's a guessing game. It is. Thinking about how players transition from the college game into the pros and who is going to project in the pros as opposed to who's probably not going to project into the pros, it's a really hard thing to mm -hmm. determine. And then the other thing about drafts, you can't really evaluate a draft until about three years later. Right. You right. can look at a draft like we'll we'll have our draft and everybody's going to give us a draft grade. And I always look at those draft grades and kind of roll my eyes because you don't know what players are going to end up being like. Mm -hmm. So it takes about three years for for you to really understand, I think, what kind of draft any team has had. Now, and, and give me an example of that real quick. Right. So we all all of Bill's Mafia last year wanted Brees Hall. He went to the Jets, got hurt, is injured. He's coming back. He hopefully will be back this year with that injury. Now, you think Brees Hall is going to be that same player, explosive player coming out of college? Now, it's a wait and see. And I'm not, I'm not, please, I'm not saying that he's going to be a bust because I don't put that yeah. on any player, but it's a wait and see because he was this top running back coming out of the draft. Right. You know, but you, you don't know. You actually right. don't know for a few years. So that being said, we also have to remember in the first draft of the McBean era, 2017, Brandon Bean was not. Yes. No manager at that point. It was Mr. Doug Whaley. Correct. And so I remember back then all the discussions about, well, is Doug Whaley going to really even have any impact on this draft? Because everybody knew he was a goner. Mm -hmm. And Sean McDermott, when he came in, he took over. Yes, he did. Yeah. And that is unusual to have a setup where the head coach basically picks the GM that was so weird. I was like, I've never, okay, never heard of it. <laughs> it it happened in in reverse order for for the Bills, and they still struck gold. But it was very interesting because 
the, the vibe I got when McDermott was hired was, look it, you want me to be here? I'm going to tell you, Pagulas, what has to be done yeah. to straighten out this franchise. And that's going to include, and if we go back to 2017, remember, it wasn't just a replacement of a general manager. Ah, the whole front office got whacked. Yep. Yeah. It's a guy I listen to, and I know you know, you probably listen to him too. And um, he was telling the story of how he got fired. You know, yeah. And I was just like, it's very, that was interesting. Gave you some backstory of what really happened. Exactly. And so you can't really count the 2017 draft as being a bean draft. So that's, you know, that's right. And that, that's the draft that came, that we got Trey White. It is. That yes. draft we got, I have to look at my list. We got Trey White, Azay Jones. Oh, okay. okay. I did, you know, this is what I did. I did the top, um, the top picks. But yes, go ahead. Zay Jones. So we say about J Zay Jones that he was not necessarily a bust because he's still playing. He's still a productive player in the NFL. He didn't work out in Buffalo for whatever reason. Right. Whatever. Deion Dawkins. Okay, that was a great pick. Mm -hmm. What do you think about Matt Milano? In All right. Ooh, that All was right. a good one, wasn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Ah, and then our favorite pick of all in that draft, and Nathan Peterman. See how it works? <laughs> so also we had Tanner Vallejo, a linebacker. But yeah, the Nathan Peterman pick cracked me up when I when I saw that. It was like, oh, I remember that draft. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we move on to so that draft, we would say that was actually a very good draft. In it my was. It was. You got your starting corner for eternity, hopefully. You got Deion Dawkins. You got Matt Milano. That's a successful draft yeah. right there, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'll take that any day. 2018 draft. Well, of course, Josh Allen. Yes. Um, the, the story that goes with that. Tremaine Edmonds. Very interesting that they moved up in the draft, like we talked about, they moved up in this draft twice. Mm -hmm. Allen to get him. Edmonds. Then we have Harrison Phillips, who's also a productive player in the NFL. Still playing. Still playing. Taron Johnson. Yes. Who we love. Saran Neal, who we love. Oh, he was in that? Yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. Wyatt Teller. Oh. I know. Ray Ray McLeod, who is still playing in the he is. he is. I don't know where he's at, but he's a punt returner or something like that. Exactly. And then Austin Prohl, who is a, a little wide receiver who kind of flamed out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that draft also, in my opinion, well, Josh Allen alone, oh. you know, would is a winner. Right. All these players that that turned out to be very productive players in the in, in the NFL. This was a heck of a draft. Yeah. That was a big draft. You know, I would say that's probably the best draft that the, that the Bills have had. The next draft, we have Ed Oliver, mm -hmm. Cody Ford. Cody Ford. That was pushed. I, I don't think Cody was used right. Probably not, but also very prone to injury. Yes. Was not very athletic. Could not move his feet. He had feet of He had, oh my God, he had quicksand. 
Yes, he did. Devin Singletary, very productive player. Mm -hmm. Dawson Knox, very productive player. Yep. Then Voshan Joseph, who I, I don't know if he's on, on the practice squad or on and off or or whatever. Jaquan Johnson is a productive player he, as a backup, and he got picked up by the Rams. Yes, he did. And then Daryl Johnston, and he played for another team. I forgot. He uh, played for the Carolina Panthers. I don't know if he's playing now. That's right, because I, I liked him. And then yeah. Tommy Sweeney, who's still on the Oh, yeah. So Tommy Sweeney. Well, he's not on the roster now, but he I, was like, yeah. yeah I mean, I he was. Yeah. So that draft, I would say, to be very honest, is probably their worst because you don't know what Al Oliver is going to be yet. We're still, he may end up getting traded. He's right. performed Cody Ford. I'm sorry. He was a bust. Yeah. He did not, uh, he did not uh, to, to what we had hoped. And Devin Singletary was very good, not elite, but very, very good. Dawson Knox, very good. The rest of them, backups. Yeah. There, there wasn't any Matt Milano that they found right. in that draft. No. no. So then we move on to 2020, and we have A.J. Epinesa, mm -hmm. Zach Moss. Well, this one might be the worst. We could <laughs> Now that I look at it, <laughs> Gabe Davis, who I still think is a question mark. Oh, Gabe, Gabe, Gabe. I don't give up on, on Gabe yet. Jake from. Oh, no, from. Tyler Bass. Now we got our kicker forever. That's a plus. Yes. Isaiah Hodgins. That's with the Giants. And you know what? It's, if I always think, I always think. Imagine what if Hodges did not get injured yeah. because it was said he was better than Gabe. Mm -hmm. He had a better route tree, mm -hmm. better hands, big dude. And, yeah. And a big guy. And you see, and I, I get it. The giants are playing with whatever, but he produced. Mm -hmm. He did produce man. It's very, yeah, it's very interesting. His story is yet to be told. Yes. Yes. And then there's one other player from that draft in 2020 who turned out to be a, a diamond in the rough, and that's Dane Jackson. So yes. he's drafted late and turned out to be a starting corner for us. Now, his story is yet to be told, too, Absolutely, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. just, you, know, you pointed out some of these guys, it takes them a few years to understand the nuances of playing corner. And yeah. I, I think that we have yet to see the best from, from him. I think he's a solid backup for sure. Mm -hmm. So move on to the 2021 that draft. I should back up that draft Wait was a not a good draft in 2020. Where was Groot? Groot was in 2021. Oh, okay. I'm 2020. Sorry. But but you your first two rounds you got AJ Epinus and Zach Moss. Gotcha. Yes. Mm. And Boogie Basham, right? Boogie Basham. Oh no, Boogie Basham was in um the twenty twenty one. Yep. 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 So twenty twenty was probably their weakest overall. Yeah. Overall draft in twenty twenty one, we have Rousseau. This is the draft you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Boogie Basham, Spencer Brown, who's a star, you know. What his story is not. I don't think it's not oh. done. Another one, 
Tommy Doyle, his story's not done. Yes. Mark I've Quaid. seen a lot in Tommy Doyle, man. I know. I, I I think I think people are not paying enough attention. No potential. And Marquez Stevenson, he's injured a lot. I don't know yeah. that he's he's been much of a contributor. Mm -hmm. uh, Demar Hamlin, we know mm -hmm. about our story with Demar. Mm -hmm. Rashad Wild Goose and Jack Anderson, who got poached. Yep. So that draft is yet again the three-year thing. Yep. Yet to be determined. Yep. Right. We don't know how Rousseau and Basham and Spencer Brown and Tommy Boyle are going to turn out. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a question mark draft. And then, of course, I'll quickly go through our most recent draft. Kyer Elam, yet to be told story. Yep. James Cook, yet to be told story. Terrell Bernard, yet to be told story. Khalil Shakir, yet to be told story. I think he's underrated. Then we had our great punter story, Matt Ariza. Oh, God. Christian Benford, yet yep. to be told story. Luke Tanata, and I don't even know what happened to him, if he even made the team or the roster. And then Balin Specter, whose story is yet to be told. So it's too soon to even really get, dive into last year's draft. Yeah. So overall, I think, in my opinion – if you go on the Brandon Bean theory that that you're you're a good GM if you make about half the hits mm -hmm. in draft, I think it's fair to say that they have. Okay, so out of the out of the draft, you you would say twenty twenty was their worst draft year, right? I think so. 2020, 2019, yeah, twenty twenty, yeah. In twenty eighteen, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, they did. So I'll I'll go with you. I'll say even 2019 was iffy too. It was, but but 2020 was definitely it yeah was a weak draft. It was a weak draft because we still don't know what's up with AJ Epinesa. I don't see AJ on the team for much too longer, but he had a good year last year. We'll see. You know, Von Miller may be able to help him mm -hmm. as he's been. He, obviously had a, excuse me, a positive effect on Shaq Lawson's development. I think he may have as important a role as a coach on the sidelines if he's not playing. Mm -hmm. uh, at least having him there is going to make a difference. And the question is, with Vaughn at his age, is he going to come back and be the same player that he was? Or is time going to take its toll on him in addition to the surgery that he just had. I don't know. We'll right. See. And and you also see when Vaughn went down, who do they have? They went straight to Shaq. Mm -hmm. And I know this is a rotational defense. I understand that. But the majority of the time, I want to say Shaq was in there, you know. And what does that say about your draft, your draft picks? Even though they draft Shaq Lawson. Um, what does that say they didn't draft Shaq Lawson. Shaq Lawson was drafted by Rex Ryan. Yes, I mean by the Bills. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Um, so I mean, what does that say? Is this like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I think what we said earlier is the big question mark. Yeah, you're bringing back the same players. You better tell me what how the story is going to be different. Exactly. Don't rewrite the story again. 
You know, Sean better make a difference with this line because they underperformed last year. They totally underperformed. And everybody, the narrative, you know what the narrative is out there. The Bills are done. It's 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 Miami in the in the Jets time. Uh, move over the Bills. We're Good. here. I hope they okay. that all through the rest of the offseason. Absolutely. The Bills play better when they're doubted. Because, I mean. Last year, everybody expected them to win the Super Bowl, and look what happened. Yeah. I think the expectation is too much. It's better for them if everybody's rolling them and telling telling the media, media saying it's all over. The Bills are. But at some point, they have to as well, though. Learn how to play like you're the champs, you know, learn how to play. Like we are, we're those guys, you know? So I don't know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Two more weeks to draft. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. So we could talk about the draft. And then after the draft, the team is going to be molded. Like who's going to stay? Who's not going to stay? It's just getting closer to, the regular season off, what is it? The Bills have their workouts program starting Next, soon, April yeah. 17th, I think it is. Next so, week. yeah. The boys will be back in town. Summer will be back. And then we have more to talk about. Is Josh talking to Diggs? Is Diggs talking to Josh? What do you think that tweet meant? It meant nothing. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. But. Right. I have nothing else unless you do miss. I am good. I just want to let everybody know that on the fan base, buffalofanbase.com blog, we have Dean Kindig's big board pinned up there. So if you have any question about any player that could possibly be drafted in, or even not be drafted, he's got 500 and some players and everything that you would ever want to know about all of them listed on his big board. So that's pinned up for the next two weeks. So please feel free to use that resource. It's extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I just wanted to mention, I'm about to publish, I haven't published it yet, a blog. I, I've started thinking about qualities that we evaluate in, in draft players that don't fit the physical parameters. In other words, what sort of personality types are Bean and McDermott looking for when they talk about their culture. They have a very specific type of player in mind. They say that repeatedly. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to delve into some of the personality issues or traits, if you will, that they may be looking at in players because there are players that that McDermott and Bean have both said this, that right. if they don't fit their personality profile, they're not even on their board. Yeah. doesn't matter yeah. whether they're first round, second round, whatever. If they don't fit the prototype, they're not even on the board. Right. So I propose to those who focus only on analytics that maybe we ought to look at some of these personality traits and look at some of these other issues that Bean and McDermott are both considering mm -hmm. when it comes to what type of player are they looking for when they draft in terms of personality type. So Absolutely. that's what I'm, I'm, I'm working on right now. Cool. Can't wait for it to come out. I'll definitely check it out. Thanks. Definitely check it out. I thank you so much. You know, I always love talking to you and talking ball with you. Woo! So that's always a plus. <laughs> 
I love you and you know it. I love you and you know it. <laughs> so thank you. God. Yes, we did. We had fun. We'll be back next week. Um, yep. This will drop on Friday. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to us. And if you're not, I'm sorry. But if you are, tell someone. Tell a friend that we know some stuff. Robin and I know some stuff. So as always, it's always a pleasure. This is Tea Time with Robin. This was episode nine, right? Yeah, nine. Right? Yes, nine. It's going by so fast. Isn't it 19? 19. I'm sorry. Why did I get nine? I I know I had to scroll back up. I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right. 19. It's 19. It's going by fast. So thank you guys. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills. Yes.